Preface Repeated and insistent demands for more evangelistic sermons have come to me from pastors, evangelists, and publishers. I have felt the force of these demands, and at last am yielding to them by publishing this new volume of sermons. For the most part, I preached these sermons to my own congregation in Los Angeles in the past few months, and in His wondrous grace, God has seen fit to bless them. He used them for the conversion of a good many persons, the great majority of whom have been men from the ages of twenty-five to fifty, but there have been some men of riper years converted, even up to seventy or eighty years of age. There have also been some notable conversions among women. We have been greatly interested in the number of Jews and Roman Catholics who have recently made a public profession of accepting Christ in our after-meetings, many of whom have then united with our church, the Church of the Open Door. Not a few of those converted were former skeptics, agnostics, infidels and atheists, and quite a number of Christian scientists. The gospel presented in these sermons is the same gospel of a crucified Christ, a Savior from the guilt of sin, and a risen Christ, a Savior from the present power of sin, that we have been preaching throughout our entire ministry as pastors and as evangelists in all parts of the world. Yet we are certainly living in a new day. The war, World War I, and its aftermath have worked a radical transformation in the ethical and religious, as well as the social and economic outlooks in the minds of the men and women of the present day. Nevertheless, we find that the same gospel that was the power of God unto salvation before the war and from the days of the Apostle Paul, Romans chapter 1, verse 16, is the gospel that men will listen to and yield to today. All of these new gospels, the social gospel and the rest, are proving utterly ineffective in saving individual men or in lifting up communities. When preached in the power of the Holy Spirit, the real gospel produces the same effects in individual lives today and in the transformation of families and communities that it produced throughout all the centuries since our Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary, rose again, and ascended to the right hand of the Father. He then poured out His Holy Spirit upon His people. Practical results prove that the real gospel does not need to be restated. Of course, it is desirable to adapt the illustrations and method of argument to the thinking of our own day. There seems to be a great religious awakening in Scotland and in some parts of Ireland and England, and there are indications here and there of an awakening in our own land. It cannot be denied that many pastors who are thoroughly evangelical and many of our most intelligent laymen are tired of some of the methods of evangelism that have been in vogue in our own country during the past few years. This does not mean for one moment that they do not believe in evangelism or in true revivals. We seem to be ripe for a revival now, and it is hoped that these sermons may prove helpful in promoting that greatly longed for and earnestly prayed for genuine revival. We hope they may be helpful to pastors in their desire to become their own evangelists and to those evangelists whom God has chosen. We hope that they may be directly used for the salvation of many souls by being put in the hands of men, women, and children who are unsaved and need a Savior. It has been a great joy to this author to receive letters from different parts of the world, from all classes of people, saying that they had been led to Christ through reading printed reports of his sermons. In our own church, 
we have found that it has not been necessary to introduce movies or other sensational features to draw the crowds. We have never had a movie or anything of that kind in our church and never expect to have them. And yet, our Sunday evening audiences at which these sermons were preached were probably larger than those of any other church in the community. Even those resorting to the movies as a means of drawing a crowd. In fact, we think there is no other building used for religious services in the city that would hold the thousands of people who have listened to these sermons Sunday night after Sunday night. What the great attraction is that brings men and women to the house of God, as well as brings them to a better life, is stated in the fifth sermon in this book. Reuben A. Torrey, Los Angeles, California, 1989-1990